0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting.
1: Ready, now,
0: from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, Mills and Mike taking you up until 6.30 today on this 30th day of April, 6.06 on the clock and 52 degrees and cloudy. It was a beautiful day yesterday around 70s. I can't believe it's gotten this cold, uh, but we do have a special guest with us in the studio on the Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting. David Staltzman joins us, and uh, David, thank you for being a part of the program. This will be one of three or maybe more, you, know, you're, you have an extensive sports background, so we'll enjoy having you on the show. Appreciate you being here, uh, but you do have your undergraduate and your MED uh, from Ohio University. You've been a sports agent. You've been all around sports, uh, so really
1: appreciate you being here. Thank you, Connor. Uh, actually, I really enjoy your presentations and what you've done on radio and for high school sports and college sports in the area, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's always good to have you on, and really what we want to discuss about today
0: is really the business of sports, and in the business of sports, before we get to that, I want to know a little bit about your history in sports, so just give us a little bit of an insight to what you've been able to do in the sports industry.
1: Well, uh, I'm hoping the eye doesn't come out that much, but historically, I became a certified NBA sports agent in 1998. I was certified with the NBA. And from from 1998 to 2018, I was certified with the National Basketball Players Association. And presently, I was signed by another sports agency. They're carrying the certification, so I am with a certified agency. I began in 1998, got very lucky at that time. I have worked with a lot of professional basketball players over the years and college coaches. That's a little bit history. I just lucked into it. Someone mentioned David, don't quit your day job, which I didn't, <laughs> but if you're recruiting athletes we could hook you up with connections and things developed from there. Uh, my first dealing as an agent i got i got a nike deal for central state university which is a predominantly black school and nike provided with them with for money all their sports gear gym bags shoes warm-up jackets etc so that was my start to this and then i started placing players overseas and I got to meet a lot of people throughout the years. Very fortunate. Everyone's been great to me. It's a very hard business. But I feel I've been blessed. Yeah, it sure seems
0: like, you know, an extensive uh history of being the agent, uh, you know, as you said, getting uh student athletes overseas. Uh, the one thing that you know is prominent right now is the NCAA's decision to allow name, image and likeness Uh, at the college level. How do you think that will affect a really, let's start small, how do you think that affects the group of five schools around the country?
1: Well, research indicates for me so far is that it will be the NCAA involved. Now, we'll have to go to legislation There are talks that it has to go to Congress first, and that's why they're talking about this beginning in the year 2021-2022, which is after, basically, after these seasons, because college football will be over, and so will college basketball just beginning. So it would be too late to start this upcoming class. I... uh, it's probably what they say, 20, 25 years in the making. And people like, well, David Ritpath, who's a professor here at Ohio U and Sonny Vaccaro, who was trying to get athletes money for years because it was deserved or just business-wise that, that, would, be the pre- that would be the natural progression that people get paid for their services. And it's always
0: been a, a hot topic of debate. I know. Do you remember uh, Lucas Moore? Did you ever know uh, Lucas before? Because uh, he was always on one side of the topic, and then Troy was on the other side. Troy was against, you know, having uh, college players be paid, and Lucas was always for it. And Lucas actually brought Ridpath uh, onto the show over the summer, uh, and then they kind of debated it out. Uh, but Lucas was always for paying the players, and then. I'm sure we'll, we'll get Troy on here at some point. Hopefully when everything opens up, you know, Troy will be back, and we can actually talk about this more in depth uh, with him and, and with you, and maybe even have uh, Ridpath, who I know has been heading a couple of these things. I'm sure he'd be uh, one of the guys to get on the station and, and really talk about this because he's been at the forefront of this uh, movement. Uh, but for you in, in business, in sports, uh, what is the thing that you really – have been involved with? What have you really uh,
1: taken charge and proud to, to represent? Well, that's a broad question, but it's a good one, Connor. First of all, when this latest development about players getting paid for their likeliness through the NCAA... There will be empirical evidence which I can come up with, and factual information like that David Ridpath can come up with that shows uh, that perhaps that athlete should get paid. And anyway, that is going to be what's going to happen. But I want to point out that in 2014, this was great. That Electronic Arts, which is EA Sports, had to pay 40 million in damages to players uh, whose likeliness was used in their game system. And I think that began with the Eddie O'Bannon case. One thing that was personally uh, satisfying to me, I had professional players I was working with, including some gentlemen at Ohio University. And when I found this out and gave them the information to submit... Well, hence people were m- getting back f- about four, th- three to four thousand dollars, and that was used for their graduate programs, and people that you know, players that really don't have didn't have money anyway. So I feel that's a precedent that uh, I felt was fantastic and, and personally rewarding, and I didn't even remember I didn't even remember that until I started taking notes before <laughs> yeah. this.
0: Yeah, but it was a you know, That was kind of a. a- landmark decision right there because now EA Sports, of course, does not have NCAA football, and they haven't had it since, I believe, 2014. And with this decision with the NCAA, you know, pushing to allow name, image, and likeness now by the year of 2021, uh, people think that EA Sports will bring back NCAA football, but it's not really that simple. You, know, you have to negotiate with some kind of union that if the NCAA doesn't allow the student-athletes to unionize or really have a collective bargaining agreement, then it will be difficult for EA Sports to try to negotiate some kind of deal between uh, the student-athletes and NCAA and, and EA Sports.
1: Well, the good thing with that, that will be a discussion or a case that will be referred to lawyers, the NCAA itself and uh, Congress, actually, and legislation. So we're going to give it into the hands of the experts on that. And the one thing that I've always
0: really wondered, because I was never, I, I did all right in, in high school with, with wrestling and stuff, but, you know, I have a couple friends who went to Division One, and uh, a couple who hopefully, you know, might get a chance to maybe play baseball or maybe play basketball, uh, but what I'm really intrigued about, especially since after the draft, is how these contract negotiations work and how, you know, with the business of taking a college athlete and putting them up on the professional level, like, for example, Javon Hagan gets signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, Austin Pleasants gets signed as an undrafted free agent, goes to Jacksonville, Hagan to, to Tampa Bay. You know, what is happening behind the scenes when, you know, we see these these guys signing these contracts and... Uh, being a part of teams.
1: Well, again, I don't work with professional football players. Uh,
0: but for basketball, for example,
1: you know. Which, which I yeah. must say, interestingly enough, my nephew, my sister's son, is a certified football agent. His name is Peter Schoenthal, and he resides in South Florida. I think he's 31, 32 and beginning this whole adventure. With basketball. See, we can get into the business side. We can get into the sociological side. Uh, Sports is a business. And, you know, if Troy Bolin comes back, he might refute that. But sports is a business. And I think any player should have the right, and they do, by the way, to speak with professionals and agents to see what would be their prospects once they leave college. Et cetera. For a pro basketball player, as far as my experience is, the player might interview agents during the season, but they cannot commit to working with an agency or else you lose your eligibility. But for many students, the student-athlete, and I'm very for the student-athlete people, it could be Connor Miller, it could be, People we know, they're going to start interviewing for their position before they graduate college. And certainly, profession, potential professional athletes should have the same opportunity, and they do.
0: And uh, we'll continue the conversation. We It's a short show again, of course, because of everything that's been going on. We need to take a short break, but we'll be back. We're with David Saltzman, and this is the Sportsman on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estate.
1: Gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. That's 800-281-4224. Beer,
0: beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. Beer, 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 beer,
1: beer, 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 beer. Beer, 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 wine wine beer. Beer, 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 wine beer. Stop and cop drive Richland Avenue. Beer, 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 beer. Let the good times roll. I'm Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. This is no ordinary time in Ohio, in the country, in the world. Closures, Social distancing, changing behaviors, it's all very difficult and very necessary. Small acts will make a difference. Thank you for what you are doing each and every day. Ohio, we're in this together. Furnished by Governor Mike DeWine and the OAB.
0: You are listening to The Sports Fan on 970-WATH. Sports fan on 970 WATH. Mills of the mic taking up until 6.30 today. Then if you have any song requests for that 6.30 all the way up until 7 o'clock hour, you can always call in at 740-592-6646. It's been a, a great show so far with David Saltzman. Always interesting finding out the business. This will not be the only time we'll have uh, Dave on. We'll have him talking about a little bit of the sociology of sports and talking about recruiting, which... Uh, will be very fascinating, you know, especially for the young viewers out there listening and, and trying to figure out you know, recruiting from high school to college. Uh, but, but Dave knows it all, and it's always great to have him on the program and have him a part of the, the radio station. Uh, so, again, Dave Saltzman on. And uh, where I want to direct the conversation to now is the NCAA and the NBA are kind of experiencing, or maybe college, it's a little bit of a change in where these athletes are wanting to go instead of going from high school to college to you know nba now they are looking to circumvent really the uh the college experience and get right into the g league to develop their skills and then go professional uh what have you seen really from the business side about really the the development of the g league
1: well first let me say something connor uh you made a comment. I have to say something. about it. I do not know it all. But one thing I have <laughs> learned throughout the years, as far as humility with sports in general, probably life, but sports in general, is to ask the right questions to the right people to get answers, multiple answers, to choose uh, that result. I find that not always the case with athletics and sports, but that's one way I put it. Uh, I'm not very handy. I can't do electronic work. I can't really fix my own house. So I call someone uh, and hire them to work on my behalf, and that's the way I look at answering some of these questions. Uh, there's a lot of talented people. Now, I've been at this a long time, but there's people who have been at it longer and have certainly more experience or different experiences that uh, benefits the public. I think what's happening now, and I had a great conversation today with uh, a former college coach who is still in the game, very much in the game, and a relative of probably the present most famous player in the game at this moment. And we were talking about the G League. Well, the new G League uh, information that came up and I know I do not know Coach Calipari, but he mentioned that this new G League proposal can really destroy college basketball in a way. With the G League, it used to be called the D League, and the D League salary was anywhere between fifteen and twenty-five thousand a year for probably a five-month season the G League now salary can go up to 40 however if you're a two way player that one has contractual obligations to an NBA team and that is not a whole roster the salary goes pro- i don't know 50 60,000 the G League players that you're reading uh, uh, the the high school athletes that are were, I've, i don't know their names i think one was green but they were in the top 5 ESPN uh, players to be recruited. They're going to go to a special G League program that could be anywhere between three hundred thousand, etc. They will be able to. That will only be about thirty games against some NBA teams and international teams. They are allowed, and they will get money to complete their college education while also preparing to make it into the NBA. They're kind of young, so maybe that's changing a little bit. I want to point something out when you talk about players leaving early uh, for college, etc. My first NBA meeting was in New York City for my certification. I think that was 98. And one big great thing about that meeting, the NBA Players Association was not going to go against Kobe Bryant's The LeBron James, the Moses Malones, who were in, I can name others, that were in the league at the time. Because they did not go to college. They bypassed college to go on to the professional level. And there's no way that uh, was going to be a battle. Years later... You know, people uh, negotiate, and every co- usually college players will have to play one year, potential pros at least one year to play in college, until this recent development with the salaries to the, N- to the G League. And one reason the G League did that, as you know, they lost some players to Australia the last couple of years, including, I forget his name, one of the Ball brothers and another player. So now they're keeping it where the- these players could stay in the United States and develop Think uh,
0: Lamelo Ball, right? Lamelo, Lonzo, and uh, I forget the, the middle one. Uh, but it, it is interesting to see how you know, overseas basketball is kind of developing, and that is a different path for people to take. I really, when you say the Ball family, I think they were really uh, at the forefront of trying to try to change up the, the current system. You know, because they went overseas, and now I think uh, Lamelo Ball is projected to be a first-round draft pick uh, in the NBA at this time, and that is a—it's a big shift from you know going to college for the for the year, developing for the year, or like a, a Zion Williamson, because Williamson goes for the year, becomes a big star at the NCAA level, and then gets drafted. Uh, was he number one overall? So it, it is a, a definitely—it's a change. But I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse. I think it's going to be for the worse for NCAA uh, colleges because you you might not get the best talent, but then it might be better for the individual player because now they're getting paid, and if you're saying up to $300,000, they're going to be paid well uh, to perform their talent that they have.
1: I think almost everything could be debated and talked about when speaking to... Uh, The general I spoke today, he brought up Steph Curry, John Morant, I could think of uh, Karis Levert, etc. Players that did develop and played four years of college basketball, and it certainly worked out for them. But there's so many players that won't, or it, it works out great for them, too, if they left early. And I think at some point, it won't be today, we're almost coming to an end. That's what I love about the sociology of sport, uh, we might be listening in Athens County, where you know maybe the, and you know we have it's a very poor area in many ways. But don't forget that a lot of these other players, people leaving early, making their decisions, uh, some of the economic hardships they've experienced their whole life, perhaps give them another perception of the business of sports.
0: And as we are nearing towards the end of the show, uh, you want to give us a little bit of a teaser, what we can expect next time we have you on?
1: Connor Mills, my friend. I'm not quite sure, (laughs) but I think if possible, and I hope people listen, I'd like to talk a little about the sociology of sports, AAU basketball, college football, uh, things like that.
0: Yeah, and it would definitely be interesting to really learn about the sociology of sports because I haven't, you know, taken a class on that yet. and I haven't really gone in and dug deep and, and researched it, but I, I really look forward to you know, having that conversation and really uh, learning and, and
1: understanding, you yeah. uh, know, of course, what it is, you know. Great for me to be on with Connor Mill. I just <laughs> want to tell the public, this is a rising star in the industry. This fella is good. I just try to do my best and and keep
0: on going. But David Stoltzman, we'll have him on. It's great to have him in and appreciate you listening. For David Stoltzman, this is Connor Mills signing off. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Columbus Blue Jackets have a rerun. And then Sports Fan, back at 6.06 tomorrow.